building an indie business in the center of venture capital. I am Alex Edmonds. People on the internet call me Supreme Rumham. And this is the Building an Indie Business Podcast, recorded in the Indie Business Studio. Okay, so today I'm going to be talking about MBA NFTs. I'm going to go over how it works, uh, the revenue sources for these MBA NFTs, what gives these cards value, expenses, revenue reducers, revenue ideas, my opinion, um, growth of this um, industry, let's say, I guess, problems, and I'm adding a new section, speculation, which is questions that I still have after doing all this research. Okay, so let's get into it. How it works. So how it works is they do a drop, right? So they say, hey, we're doing a drop of 50,000 packs of cards. And a pack is three cards. And so people sign up and then they join the queue, which is like the line. And then they're given a number. And as more people make their purchases, uh, your number in line gets shorter and shorter, right? So why do they do drops? To create scarcity and urgency. They say, we're, we're selling 50,000 packs, but then 100,000 people sign up, right? So that way, if someone misses their turn in line, um, you... Uh, you still have your chance to buy a card, I guess is what um, what would happen, I guess. So, yeah, that's how it works. So then, how do you make money from these cards, Alex? Well, I'll tell you. Um, the revenue is by purchasing a card, right? You No, you purchase a pack which has three cards. Okay, so you purchase a pack... Um, and those, those packs, the cards in the packs are random. You might get a super rare 100 out of 200, um, LeBron James card that you can sell for a thousand dollars, right? Or you might get a card that you can sell for $4, or you might get a card that you can sell for $50. So you purchase the packs. And then you can flip them, right? Or you can buy individual cards and maybe they go up in value. Maybe you purchase like the first LeBron James card of the season. And maybe people find more value in that card later on in the season. And you're able to sell that card for more, right? Okay, and then there are challenges. So what a challenge is, is they challenge you to buy um, plays, like certain plays, um, and like a set of plays from a team or a game. And then once you have, if you meet the time limit for purchasing all those plays, They'll give you a card, and then you can, if that card has a lot of value, 
um, you can sell it for more than you paid for it, right? Okay, and then there are sets. Sets are like you're buying all these cards, maybe from a specific team, and they'll give you a card if you fill out a set, right? Okay, and then you flip that card for more than you paid for all that, the entire set, right? Okay, so now you know how the drops work, um, how to make money from them. What, what exactly gives these cards value? Okay, so the first thing that gives them value is their status. Um, the three types of statuses that I've seen are legendary, common, and limited edition. So a common uh, card will have like 4,000 other um, serial numbers, right? And a legendary might have 1,000, and a limited edition might have 5,000. So the, the serial number determines what number of card you have in that series of cards, right? So you might get a common card that the serial number is 50 and there's 12,000 of these cards. So your card is kind of rare because it's high up on the serial number. But if you get 25,000 out of 40,000, that card has less value than the 25, 25th card, right? So, yeah. Then there's the total amount. Um, how do I explain this? So, like I said, if you have a... If you get a card that has only 100 cards, then that card has more value than a card that has 40,000 cards out there, right? The total amount. Right, so yes, that is the value of the cards. Okay, so the expenses. The expenses are the purchase. You purchase the cards, that's an expense, and then there's a fee on top of the purchase of the cards, right? And then there are platform fees. So when you go to sell the card, they take 5%. So yeah. Revenue reducers. Withdrawal fees. So now you bought your card, you sold it, and now you have to pay to withdraw your money. And the reason why they do a withdrawal fee is because the platform is new. And what's the other thing I'm looking for to say? Oh yeah, there's different ways of withdrawing your money. You can do cryptocurrency, you can do a check. So yeah, you have to pay for that, though. all of it. Revenue ideas. And this is something I put a lot of thought into. So maybe you don't wanna sell your card. Maybe you wanna trade it with someone. So there should be a platform where you can do that. Maybe pay a dollar for a trade instead of selling it. Like you wanna trade a Kevin Durant card for a LeBron James card. You can do that swap for a dollar, right? Okay. And then I thought of something really interesting for this. 
you have all these NFTs that are like videos. So I thought it would be really interesting if someone created like a highlight reel video of all the NFTs that you have. So maybe you can put it on YouTube and create revenue for your from your cards, right? Because I'm always thinking about how to make recurring revenue for anything that I've researched, right? Like with art, it was renting out the art pieces to places, for example. And then the final revenue idea that I, yeah, revenue idea that I had was to create some sort of interactive game with the cards, like sort of fantasy basketball, but with these cards, like the players have stats and you have them compete against the other player that adds stats or maybe the stats from that moment compete against another uh, stat or another player's stats from that moment as well and they go head to head something like that okay my opinion i know that the company that started all of this is really testing things out but i think soccer would be more profitable there's more players there's more teams and there's more fans. So that means more people. Your market is bigger so you can make more money. The problem with this is that there's so many leagues, right? There's not just one league like the NBA or MLB. You need to find the right league, whether it's Premier, whether it's La Liga. And because there's so many leagues, you know there's so many options you don't know what's the right one because all these leagues and the fans of them they have different backgrounds right and it's hard to pinpoint where to start with soccer right and then so one thing i don't understand is um are people doing this for fun or are they investing in it because let's go let's go to growth for a second the top selling card was a lebron james card which was the 12th card of a series that had 59 cards and someone bought it for two hundred and ten thousand dollars. and the moment was from february 2020 and someone bought it in 2021 and the top three selling cards on the platform are from this moment right so that that makes me wonder are people doing this for fun or investing and that depending on that answer i have more questions because if it's for fun then why pay two hundred and ten thousand dollars because there's cheaper cards out there for the same moment and then if it's for investing who do they think is going to pay $210,000 and $1 more, right? Who will pay more for that card? Because that's a lot of money. With not knowing if this has like long-term value, right? And then I think the reason why they started with basketball is because basketball has a uniqueness to the style of play 
and that makes digital cards for basketball more interesting than other sports. There's not much uniqueness in the offense in baseball. They're all hitting, they're all swinging their bat, and you might not even be able to tell different players apart in that that swing, right? Um, where in basketball, each player has their own style of play and they can have a unique moment, like Kevin Durant hitting a big shot to tie up the game, or Ben Simmons not dunking the ball in the playoffs, which blows my mind. Um, but that's another thing. And this is another reason why I think soccer could be next. Because soccer is another sport where players have their own unique style of play and they can capture specific moments and it'd be unique. Right? Okay. So problems. Um, one problem I had with the platform is uh, the randomness of packs. I'm spending this money, but I don't know if I'll get any value back. Right? That was tough. And then I get a card that is that has 40,000 other people with the same exact card. So that gives people many options in the resale market. So I don't truly know if I will be able to sell my card for more money, right? And then, you know, not basketball isn't played 24-7. There's an off-season. So what happens to my cards in the off-season and buying packs in the off-season? Because the packs are created based on moments, um, based on plays from recent moments. Like recently, right? It might be this week, this month, but that doesn't, there's no new plays being created in August, right? So, what happens to the cards, right? And then they did this thing, like, to get new people to show up to the platform. They do new collectors only packs for the week. So, there might be a month where, um, the original collectors, they don't buy a pack, right? So that's an issue for me. And then there's pricing the cards for sale. So like I said, there's thousands of people with the same exact card and they might have a different serial number. Like I might have 5,000 and the next seller has 6,000 should I price it similar to the 6000 or should I price it a lot higher? Like, let's say the 6000 prices it for $50. Should I be pricing it for $70, $80, or $51? I don't know. There's no guide for that, right? So that's one issue. Finally, speculation. So let's say I have a card from a player that... You know, he's not very popular in the 2020 season, but in 2021, he has a breakout season. Is my 2020 card going to become more popular? 
am I going to be able to make a profit off that? Right? So that's one question I had. And then let's say I keep my 2021 cards. Um, there's the 2022 season coming up. Will the new season devalue my previous season's cards? That's one question I had. That's another. That's the final question I had, actually. So that's all I have for this episode. Thank you for listening. Have a nice day. Bye.